three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to week two of our on-season football series. I'm back with my friend Andrew Brody, and we're going to talk about all the news and games on week two in the college football season. How are you doing? I'm good, Alex. How are you? I'm pretty good. What were your thoughts on the third week? Well, um... My thoughts were, you know what, the, the, the Buccaneers are probably going to spank the Cowboys. Um, I thought the score was going to be like 37 to 17. I was actually very shocked by the fact it was 31 29. But at the same time, I wasn't too shocked because Dak Prescott is good enough to keep you in games. Greg Zerloin should probably be ashamed of himself for the Cowboys today because he played terrible yesterday, missing an extra point and a few field goals as well when they needed it the most. If you add up those points, the Cowboys probably would have won this game 34-31. to 31. Nevertheless, you also have to take a look at how well the game was thrown in the air. This was a throwing football game. Ezekiel Elliott only rushed 33 yards. Leonard Fournette with 32. And the other thing I look at is wide receivers. Amari Cooper with 139. Antonio Brown with 121 yards. Uh, Chris Godwin with 105 and uh, you also look at C.D. Lamb with over 104. C.D. Lamb seems to be coming into fold the way the Cowboys pictured he would be yesterday. But other than that, I want to say I think the Cowboys' defense was god-awful yesterday. They did not play well. I don't think the Cowboys are still going to be that good. I think their offense is good enough to keep them in games. It's the NFC East. They're, pro- they're, they're probably going to come out of this division, but we still got a lot of football left. This was not impressive for me by the Cowboys, but as I said, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised by how close it was. I don't want to give Tampa too much credit either because Tom Brady threw two interceptions yesterday. And uh, the other thing too, I noticed was just, just the running attack was not very good either. Leonard Fournette, when it's time for a Super Bowl run, will be your big time running back, but he seems to have, uh, I guess you want to call it early season Leonard Fournette where he just isn't where he should be week one. And that goes the same for Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott was just terrible yesterday too. It was just not a good rushing game by either team. This was a in the air pass game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd say I was surprised that it was close, but I thought Tampa Yeah, it did turn out to be pretty close. Anyways, moving on to some NFL news. What did you think about Texans making Tyron Taylor? Uh, I'm not surprised by it because Davis Mills was a late round, later round pick. Um, I think the Texans are really in a difficult situation. This is not a very good football team. I mean, if you just look at the X's and O's, this football team, top to bottom, does not have a number one receiver. They do not have a star defensive end. They do not have a linebacker core. They do not have an offensive line. They do not have a good secondary. So across the board, this is a terrible, terrible football team. I think this is going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I do have them going 0-17. That might be a stretch. But I will say, since they played Jacksonville week one, I wouldn't say that that's a game they can't win. I'm going to take the Jaguars in this game because we just haven't seen Trevor Lawrence in the regular season yet. And the Jaguars have a young roster, probably filled with young talent. So 
I'm going to give the Jaguars based on their youth, the edge in this game, but Tyrod Taylor is a veteran. He's been around this league a few times. It's, it's, it's just, it's good. He's getting some playing time, but he's not in a very good situation. The Texans really are probably just looking forward to 2022 at this point. Yeah. I could see them. I, I could see them being the Jaguars too, but you know, I see this being a kind of situation where they may beat the Jaguars and then they lose the, every other game the rest of the season because like, kind of like the Jaguars last year. I, I, I just do not buy into the Texans roster at all. There is nothing on this roster that really shines out to me that says this team could win a few games. I only, maybe they win one or two. I do not see this team winning much more than even three. They're lucky. I think, to yeah, I think they also, I think they, also play the they play the Jags twice. I think they, I think they play, I think they play the Jets. They do play the Jets too, but honestly, the Jets also have a young roster. I think the Jets are better than the Texans, but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, as I said, I, I believe that the Texans probably most likely will at least win a game, but. I have them going 0-17 because I just do not like this roster. All right, moving on. What did you think about the Ravens signing? Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. And what do you think about all the Well, for Le'Veon Bell, um, I, I don't think this really says much. Um, I think the Baltimore Ravens kind of – caught an unlucky break, but they still have Lamar Jackson. So I don't know where these panic switches came in, where the Ra- where Ravens fans are now freaking out. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because they did lose some top-tier talent. But Lamar Jackson, we've still seen him do so much. I don't think the Ravens are going to be as good as they were last year, but I still think the Ravens are going to be up there. Well, maybe just as good. I have them at 12-5. and five. So I think the Ravens are still going to rely a lot on Lamar Jackson uh, Le'Veon Bell, if he does become a factor, would be very surprising to me because this division, I, I, I just think this division overall is going to have better running back talent. You look at the Browns, the Browns probably have the two best running backs in the league and nobody has as two best running backs as they do. And then you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We, we haven't seen Najee Harris play a regular season game yet, but if Najee Harris pans out the way we think he's going to, then the Pittsburgh Steelers running attack is going to be really strong. Le'Veon Bell was part of the Steelers at one point, but his rushing attack has clearly declined in later years. I think the Ravens rushing attack is really going to be reliant on Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's got to really have to up his pass game as well. It's going to come to a point where we're going to need to see Lamar Jackson throw that football. Yeah, I think, well, they actually had a really good, but now like, uh, basically got destroyed but they have Latavius and then they have Friedman and then they have Le'Veon Bell on their practice squad like they could use those guys for like an okay running back room but like I think you gotta ding them a winner or two just because they don't have a strong game anymore yeah I, I, I agree with you there I think the J.K. Dobbins injury was really the the nail for the Ravens right now with the rushing attack wise, but you got to remember Lamar Jackson, although he's a quarterback, he also tends to play like a running back. So I think you're still going to be able to get a lot of rushing yards on the season. If you're the Ravens, 
I think the yeah, film will build up to the Lamar, but I, I I'm with you on that. I think I think I, you'll I, Dobbins loss. Yeah, I think they could still have a decent, but not as good as it would be. Now moving on to some college news that I'll quickly run through. We had Randy Edsall steps down as the UConn coach. Uh, that was a bit of a shame, but I can see why he did it. One, UConn sucks, and then two, he wasn't getting anything out of his players, and it was just kind of a bad situation. Um, all around, they moved their defensive coordinator to the uh, interim coach, and they're just going to try to finish. This season, I knew a person that was high on them going into the season, but I was like, I don't know, they're just UConn. You have to like actually see them be good before they go out of town. It's just like really bad. UConn has had two terrible games. You look at the game against Fresno State. Fresno State smacked them 45-0. And then their game against Holy Cross, 38-28, did not end very well. You can't really blame the Huskies for making this move. Um, but you look at their interim head coach, Lou Spanos. I mean, he, he was on the staff, but he probably could potentially help bring this team to the right direction. But they're playing Purdue tomorrow. I would give Purdue the edge in this game. At their one and zero, they they're coming off a win against Oregon State. I I think this just is a mess of a college program right now. They're going to have to worry about the future as opposed to what's going on currently. This is just a mess. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They're moving on to the future right now. And then also, did you see the Presbyterian quarterback ran past like ten touchdowns in this game last Saturday for Presbyterian? He did. That was uh, Presbyterian's quarterback. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Ren Hathaway. Yeah. That, yeah, he was a Michigan. Ren he used Hathaway. to be a Michigan. That was uh, unbelievable. It was an 84-43 to 43 season opening victory over St. Andrews. I, I am just shocked when I heard about this news because um, I really don't watch Presbyterian games that much. But uh, – Good for him. That was a good college-breaking story. And, you know, I love hearing games where you hear co- college quarterbacks doing something that doesn't happen too often. Ten touchdowns is really hard. What um, reactions did you have watching last week's college football? Um, what I saw in college football really didn't surprise me too much, I'll say. Uh, UConn being a mess is kind of disappointing. I'll be honest there. But when you look at some of the big games we had over the last few days, um, Ohio State beating Minnesota 45-31. Clearly, as a Buckeyes fan, I was very happy to see this. Um, Minnesota had the edge all game long, so I'm a little bit nervous about the Buckeyes going into this game against Oregon tomorrow. Um, I still think the Buckeyes are going to win. And, you know, you look at the, the remainder of the schedule here coming up. After Oregon, which may be their toughest opponent for a while, uh, they play Tulsa. Then they play Akron, then on, then Rutgers and Maryland. I look at Indiana as probably the next toughest opponent. The Hoosiers right now, though, however, got blown out 34-6 to against Iowa. And they're playing Idaho tomorrow and then Cincinnati. I am kind of shocked to see the, the, the other thing I'm, I would say, specifically in the Big Ten, I am shocked to see how badly Indiana fell off in their game opener. And uh, – you know, they, they talked about this year, like how they're, they're going to try to pull off the upset against Ohio State. 
that game is very telling to me that they probably won't. Um, Penn State and Ohio State, that game is always a fun matchup later in the season. For me, I've been really focused on the Big Ten. The Wolverines crushed Western Michigan, but I don't think that was really a surprise. For me, what I want to see from Michigan, well, I really don't want to see it as a, as a Buckeyes fan, but if they really want to impress the world ever, I guess is the best way to say, you got to beat Ohio State this year. But, you know, as I say, keep Jim Harbaugh forever, and Ohio State will always win. All right, uh, some other big games. We had Virginia Tech beating North Carolina on Friday, and we had Oklahoma beating Tulane 40-35. to 35. We that one out. Penn State beat Wisconsin 16-10 in a defensive battle. And then we had Alabama destroy Miami. That wasn't that big of a surprise. Yeah, that was one so, we should also then, bring up Georgia and Clemson. Yeah. 10 to the, 3. The last time I think Clemson scored only three points in a game was like 12 years ago or something. Yeah, we'll have to see if they can pick the uh, offense up. But then both defenses looked really good. Absolutely. JT Daniels had one heck of a game in that one. Uh, when you lose a lot of talent like Clemson did last year, it's going to take probably a year to get things all together. Uh, but Dabo Swinney still a great head coach. And you also have to remember that Clemson really, like, I, I think this was the first time they had back-to-back losses since, like, 2011, if you go back to last year. So I, I, I think Clemson is going to have kind of a rebuild stage because they're really looking for a quarterback that's like Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. I mean, those are just two top-tier talents that are just not with them anymore. So, yeah. And then we had... UCLA beat LSU at home for a big win for them. And then wrapping it up, we had Montana upset number 20 Washington. Do you have any final thoughts on week one college football? Um, not really. I think, as I said, the big one for me was Ohio State getting the edge over Minnesota. Uh, I, I was shocked to see Iowa destroy Indiana the way they did. And uh, as I said, the Clemson loss as well was really telling to me. Um, but good for Georgia on getting that win 10 to three low scoring football. I love it once in a while. That is definitely a low scoring game, but you know, when the scores are 10 to three, it's like pretty much, it's, it's like a baseball score. It's, a, uh, it, it's still fun to see Clemson lose. Not going to lie. All right. Moving on to the college football prediction for week two. We have currently Andrews winning a live score of four. A three and start it with um what do you who do you think is gonna win the Oregon Ohio State game Saturday? I think Ohio State's gonna win it. I think it'll be close relatively early, but uh I'm gonna take the Buckeyes to win it by about 14 or 15. Yeah, I gotta agree with you on that one because Oregon played Fresno State. That was a tight game. And obviously, Ohio State's win For Illinois, Virginia, I will take the Virginia. Virginia. I, I agree with you on that. All right. Moving on to Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Who do you have winning? 
Um, I feel like Pittsburgh might have the edge on this one, but I don't know. I, I'm going to take Tennessee. I just I'm I'm uh I'm more lenient to Tennessee being the team to probably just get the job done in this situation. I'll go Tennessee. Yeah, that's fair. SEC team. Um, give, give me the edge there. For Rutgers, Syracuse, I will take Rutgers to go to. And. Who do you have for Iowa, Iowa State? Um, Iowa came off. Both teams are coming off pretty reasonable wins. Iowa State, though, however, only beat Northern Iowa by six. The Hawkeyes smacked Indiana 34 to six. I'll go with the Cyclones on this one. I'm um, not Cyclones. I'm sorry, the Hawkeyes on this one. I'm going to go Iowa because I just believe they're the better football team right now. All right. For NC State, Mississippi State, I will take NC State. Who do you have for Appalachian State versus Miami? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there. Uh, Appalachian State versus Miami. Who do you got? Uh, huh, that's a good one. Um, Appalachian State is coming off a big win against East Carolina, 33-19. Miami got blown out. I feel like their luck changes with this one, though. It's tough to play Alabama. I'll take the Hurricanes. All right. Yep, that'll be a good game. See both teams winning, but I guess I would give it to Miami. Uh, they're the favorite team in that one. Who you got? I got Missouri over and Kentucky. I will take the Wildcats. I think they're favored. Uh, both teams did week, win week one, but I think Kentucky's just a better football team. Who do you have for Washington against Michigan? Uh, I'm going to take the Wolverines in this game. Uh, I think the Wolverines are a little bit better than they were last year. With that being said, I am excited for the day they play Ohio State so they could lose again. This is the only time I'm going to take Michigan to beat Washington. All right. And then for the final pick, BYU-Utah. I will take Utah. Both football teams are good. But I think um, Utah is ranked. Since they're ranked, I'm just giving the edge up. All right. Now we're going to move on to the week one NFL picks. Since you're a Browns fan, we'll start off with Browns Chiefs. All right, this game for me, I'm really excited about. Um, the game against Kansas City last year was insane, uh, to say the least. 22 to 17 was the final score. Chad Henney, we talk about him kind of running it down after Patrick Mahomes leaves the game. I like the Browns in this game to keep it close. 
Now, I don't think they will win. I think Kansas City is just too electric. They really got better as a team this offseason. Uh, they, they, they do have some missing offensive line talent, but they did cover it in the draft. I am going to say Kansas City wins this game 31-26. The Browns stay alive and in the game the whole way. They're just not going to be able to overcome Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I will give the Kansas City Chiefs a five-point win, 31-26. Tough start for my Browns, but they go to, they play Houston at home in the following week. All right, I will pick the Steelers-Bills game. I got the Bills just because it's the first week and it's on the road. So it's a tough place to play for Pittsburgh. I could see them winning. I think it's going to be a good game. But the safer choice is the Bills. I'll take the Bills. Yeah, the Bills definitely um, appear to be looking pretty good this year. I have them having the best record in the NFL. Yeah, so we'll see what that turns into. I'm optimistic that the Steelers will win. The safe play is the Bills. Who do you have for Cardinals against Titans? I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans on this one. The Tennessee Titans, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. This is one of the quietest teams that are probably going to be up there in the standings. That I view the Titans as a Super Bowl contender. They made a run a few years ago. That roster hasn't really changed much, and they added Julio Jones to it. Arizona's defense is not very good. Um, they do have the addition of J.J. Watt, so they are better. Um, I don't think Arizona is a bad football team by any stretch of the imagination, but I like Tennessee to win this game. Tennessee absolutely can light you up at any minute. They, they are a good football team, a team that we do not talk about enough in the offseason, in my opinion. They're quiet every year. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. Ryan Tannehill's proven himself to be better than we expected him to be like when he was in Miami. And uh, they added Julio Jones to that mix. I don't think anyone wants to play Tennessee this year. Um, and, you know, they always like keeping a quiet off season. So I'm going to take the Titans, but I think the Cardinals keep it close, but the Titans probably have the edge on this one. All right. I am picking Seattle and Indianapolis. I will go Colts because oh, – wow. Carson Wentz is starting and it's a home game and Seattle's defense is terrible. Now, you could say that Russell Wilson will win them the game, which he might. I think I feel safer with Colts just because it's a home game for them and the Seattle's defense isn't, isn't good. I, I made a prediction earlier um, last week. I said the Seattle Seahawks missed the playoffs and get a losing record for the first time in the Pete Carroll-Russell Wilson era. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be hard to see Russell Wilson ever have a losing record because of how talented he is. But the bottom line is I'm with you. The Seahawks' defense is awful. Who do you have for Chargers versus Washington? I'm going to take the football team to win this game. Uh, that's nothing said about Justin Herbert. I believe Justin Herbert's going to have a breakout season. I don't buy the coaching staff right now there. It's new. It's young. Uh, I don't buy the schedule that much. It's a tough schedule. I mean, looking at this schedule, they have to play the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens. The Patriots aren't going to be a piece of cake. I think you look at the Chargers schedule. It, it's really difficult early on. Uh, and I like the Washington football team overall. I think they got better in the offseason. And I give them props with the new culture that Ron Rivera is trying to build. 
I'm going to take Ryan Fitzpatrick to beat the uh, Chargers in this one. But Justin Herbert does put up some good numbers. All right. I will be picking Dolphins and Patriots. I will have to go Patriots in this one. Oh, wow. Because it's a home game, and I got to see Tua play good before I say the Dolphins are any good. And I believe that um, even though Mac Jones is a, is a rookie, Bill Belichick still has a good system for him. So I believe that I would take the Patriots. I, I believe that uh, I agree with you on Tua. Tua's playing. You got to see him play. But we really haven't seen Mac Jones play a regular season game yet. I like the Dolphins coaching staff, and I like their defense. So um, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game, but I'm not going to be surprised if the Patriots win. I'll say that. I'm going to take Patriots, though. And who do you think is going to win? Packers versus Saints? Oh, the Packers, hands down, are going to win this game. There's no more Drew Brees. The Saints are going to have their first regular season game without Drew Brees, and that's not including injuries since, like, 2006. So um, with Drew Brees no longer on the roster – I believe the Saints are going to strongly downgrade. They're still going to be a good team, but uh, I don't think Jameis Winston with – I mean, he could have—he could be a better quarterback for all we know, but I, I still have seen the turnover count add up with him. The Green Bay Packers defense, while not perfect, isn't bad, and Aaron Rodgers is still on that team. He goes to work and stays quiet for the most part. We know he's kind of made a lot of noise this offseason, but uh, I'm going to take the Packers to win in the Superdome on Sunday. All right. For the last game, I'll pick the Monday night football game between Baltimore and Las Vegas. Even though Baltimore has a reduced run game, I still think they're good enough to beat Las Vegas. So I will take Baltimore. That's probably a good pick. All right. Running through the picks one more time. For college, Andrew had Ohio State, Tennessee, Iowa, Miami and Michigan, and I have Virginia, Rutgers, NC State, Kentucky, and Utah. And for the NFL, Andrew has Chiefs, Titans, football team, and Packers. And I have Bills, Colts, Patriots, and Ravens. Andrew, do you have any um, thoughts about the NFL or college football to finish this off? There's two games in particular that we did not mention that I'm actually very interested in. And uh, those two games are the Rams and the Bears. We're going to see Matthew Stafford in a Rams uniform for the first time. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game, especially because I don't think we know if Justin Fields is starting yet. And uh, I I really want to see what Matthew Stafford can do in a Rams uniform. I believe that from what we've heard in their offseason, that they really believe he's going to change the culture there. And the other game we didn't mention is the Eagles and the Falcons. Now, we may say these are two bad bird teams, (laughs) but uh, what I'm looking for in this game is I want to see the Arthur Smith culture kind of take effect in Atlanta. Matt Ryan is the only quarterback with a losing record the last three years to have a a great QBR. Um, So I want to see if the Atlanta Falcons could kind of pull things together. And uh, I think with an easy opponent, like the Philadelphia Eagles, there's an opportunity there. All right. Thank you for coming on again. And uh, good luck Thank to you for the having against the Chiefs on Sunday. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and Alex. Before we leave, we'll say uh, 
check our, out our Twitter at Adaburn End Zone for live updates about the weekend for all the football games. And this has been Out of Our Own Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day. <laughs>